Yeah. Welcome back to the show. By the way, uh, did you get the memo? I got the memo. Uh, PJ, did you get the memo? We're green on St. Patty's Day? Know. No, no, no. Um, apparently, I have a new position within the company. Mm. I am, Which one? I'm in charge. Of, this one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm in listening. charge of bringing sexy back. So oh, that's, that's uh, your the, position, huh? In the, yeah, in the coming weeks. In that case, we may as well just pull the plug, Jack, because <laughs> it ain't going to happen. It's sexy is gone and making no signs of a return. Speaking of loincloths. I'm sorry. Uh, most Vikings did not wear loincloths. They wore breeches. I don't know what this guy wears, but I saw a video of him, and I think he's a rad dude, and I thought, I think I he's wanna, cool. Yeah, I want to get this guy on the show. Oh, he's actually on the show? Uh-huh. The Viking, Mike Skirkus, joins us. What's going on, man? Hi, Mike. Hey, what's going on, fellas? What is a word that we can all learn on the program uh, that is uh, a Viking word? Oh, a Viking word. Uh, pretty much uh, a phrase would probably Phrase would be good. Better. Yeah, a phrase to never give up, never quit. Never give up. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's something that it kind of goes along the lines. It's kind of an old saying, and it says, Vikings burn the bridges behind them so we can only go forward. Well, you know, I'm going to That's commitment to... right there. Oh, that is com- commitment. And it's perf- they're perfectly good bridges, uh, and yet they go ahead and light them. I'd fire. be a great Viking because I burn a lot of bridges over the years. <laughs> We're not talking about socioeconomic bridges, Tony. We're talking. Oh, I don't think you need to limit them. <laughs> So our guest, Mike the Viking Skirkus, is uh, a, a Baja 1000, a Baja racer, and he races the Ironman class yeah. and uh, has won it and uh, is um, on another level in, in, on fitness and riding and everything. And uh, the, the Baja 1000 is a 1,000-mile-plus race, I believe. Usually a team effort, right? Usually a team effort. When yeah. we raced it and won the Pro 30 in 2004, 17 pj when you were with us um that was a five rider team i believe yes that's correct so we which was fairly easy honestly i mean we all went to dinner and drinks and the whole bit when we were done it was i was it helicoptered was, from point a to point b and then i got off and you guys continued i thought that was cool of you guys yeah um but but to the, the racing that mike does is is a different program and and i think uh just to survive it is is something tremendous, you know, for somebody to be able to do. So, Mike, I wanted to invite you on the show and, and talk about that and, and just how do you get that done? Because that is well, what are do you have goals? Do you establish goals, fitness goals, things like that? Yeah, I mean, fitness and diet is uh, a huge part of my my life. It's, it's pretty much a lifestyle. Okay, uh, it's a five six day a week thing, and even on the days I'm not outside uh, or in the gym working out, it's still an active recovery day. I'm still always moving. I'm still always burning the calories. I'm still always clean. Uh, the sacrifices that are made are uh, on another level. I mean, I would love to eat, you know, cheeseburgers, fries, you know, occasional donuts every now and then. But Those are good. But to do what I do, it's just, it's just not. Yeah, but my, let's face it. If you're a professional athlete and that's your goal, that's your, you know, the, the objective, um, yeah. not only will you make sacrifices as some would see it, you're going to feed yourself correctly. Um, and, and there's a way to prepare meat, there's a way to prepare chicken, et cetera. But, you know, things that can make those things something you actually crave. Yeah, yeah. And then even in social aspects, you know, you're out with friends and stuff, you're like, oh, hey, Mike, you, wanna, you want some of this, you want some of that? And you literally have to watch your friends eating this food that you would love to indulge in, but you just have to push it away from you because, you know, on that race day, you're going to be thinking in your back of the head, in your head why you're 
why you're failing and not why you're not going forward is because of the garbage that you know I right. put in my system months ago. No, Tony, you've been what do you, you you've been doing uh, cycling cycle? Is it cycle cross or what is it you're doing, T? I'm just doing spin classes, spin classes, spin there classes, and diet. But that's yeah. endurance. You're, you're going yeah. for endurance, and it gets hard. It gets very hard. Mike, what are some of the things that you do uh, for cardio? Well, that's great. I mean, I do a spin class once a week. I do hot yoga twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then I do alpha class Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and that consists of higher flips, sled uh, mm. pulls, sled pushes, rope climbs, core work, kettlebells. You know, everything incorporating body function. I don't sit on machines. I don't bench press. People are like, wow, you look in great shape. What do you bench? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. I've never benched before. But you can flip I'm a giant tire. Functional training. <laughs> Saw that on a video. You can flip a great big tire. Most quality gyms <laughs> for fighters, especially for my MMA fighters or wrestlers, they will have a big old tire outside the back. And people go, what is that for? Let me tell you. Let me show you what it's for. Right. Oh, buddy. Exactly. Nothing like that on your fifth, seventh, eighth, tenth revolution, right? Right. Well, after you do the tire flip, then you have to do a box jump on it. Jump off the other side, then flip it back over the other way. No, you don't. You don't have to do it. You choose to do it. Let's go to PJ. PJ? Yeah. And it's it's an endorphin release. It's it's, it's keeping my my mind focused, my energy focused, my relationships on track. It it cycles into so many different aspects of your life. And like I said earlier, it becomes a lifestyle. And it's just the way I choose to live my life. You know, Mm. you surround yourself by people that are super motivated want to get to that next goal it's contagious it grabs a hold of you and next thing you know you're reaching for further goals i work out at extreme couture and that's where i do a lot of my alpha training. whoa 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 are you in vegas am i what are you in vegas or where are you yeah i'm in vegas yep henderson just south of vegas do you know that randy and i are actually very close friends Oh, is that right? No, I didn't know that. I That's know. weird. We're going to be together not this weekend, but the following weekend in Kansas City. Oh, very cool. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great yeah. guy. So how big is your team, uh, Mike? I mean, how big of a support crew do you have uh, endeavoring uh, to get you to the to the goal line? We have nine guys. Wow. Every single person is designated their job or responsibility. My sister flies out. She's a, a triathlete. She flies out from Virginia. She's in charge of my nutrition, food, preparing the right food for me, carbs, everything. Um, I have a head mechanic. I have a logistics guy. I have two drivers, and then a couple of people are just kind of filling the boys in between. So it, it, I can't do it by myself as well as you know, Tony. I mean, Baja, it's, it's an unforgiving place. Yeah. It's a challenge for everybody, either you know, pro level, no matter how much money you throw at it, or you're just the first time out there. It's a challenge for everybody across the board, so it's just not an easy the Viking Mike Skirk has joined us. We go back to Tony Wink. Tony, do you work, Mike? Could you have a job other than this? Uh, <laughs> a lot of people ask me that because I'm always in the gym or I'm always riding my dirt bike somewhere, traveling. You know, but uh, I do. I uh, I'm a government contractor based out of Virginia, that's my uh, my company's based out of. So uh, I fly back there, take care of any kind of logistics or big projects that private security. And when it's done, and then I call us back to Vegas. Yeah, we're yes. gonna need this. Like we need you to take this guy out. He's uh, he's threatening <laughs> a few people. That's no, where the name like the Viking I'm, comes I'm from. Glorified janitor. That's it, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> Keep telling. You know who we were with last night? We were with uh, the, the Secretary of State last night, <laughs> and um, he does not uh, push himself away from the table until all the food is gone. By the way, uh, but the Secret <laughs> Service guys that were hovering. 
They were hovering. Didn't eat a whole lot. They were apparently on duty. But we right. gave them a, 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 a care package to take on the uh, on the jet with them. That's pretty cool. Um, so talk about Vegas. I mean, do you go up in the, what I call the mountainous terrain around the casinos and whatnot and um, work out up there as well? Yeah, I do. Uh, uh, Las Vegas, uh, it's about 11,200 feet. I do hikes up there uh, about two, three times a month. But where I particularly like to go is a hole in the earth. It's south of Vegas. It's the, uh, it's closer towards Baker's, quite hot out there. There's not much of a breeze. It's, it's extremely low, extreme, uh, extremely unforgiving, and uh, there's not nobody else around. I'm out there by myself. That's kind of what I, that's kind of what I like to do. Just go out there and do my thing. I think that's where Mr. Binion is buried. Tony, you want to go? I'll, I'll, t- I'll take you out there. We'll work out a few, t- a few days at, at Extreme Couture, and uh, we'll, we'll hotel it at the Mandalay. We'll have a great time. Sure, but we're hey, going to bust our butt. You are. Yeah, let's do it. Mikey will put us through our pace. Do I have to be in a chokehold or anything if I go to that gym? Because I'm a little intimidated, to be honest with you. No, I mean, there's there's a, there's a separate area, the octagon. Everybody's training their MMA thing. And then there's a separate side there's a wrestling where room. all of us athletes are doing yeah. our alpha training or tire jumps. I just don't want to be punched or ropes. choked or no, 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 twisted no. or touched at all yeah. for the most part. <laughs> I don't want to be touched yeah. at all. I told you, you're going to love being married. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like being married. I don't want to be touched at all. Get away from me. Uh, Mike Skirkus is our guest. I'm sure he regrets that. Um, your uh, your racing is very expensive. Do you uh, can you give us an idea what the, I know what our team spent to do the the five rider team and it was crazy money. But you yeah. race the whole series, right? You do the 250, yeah. the 500, and the thousand. What's that cost yeah, all, annually? Um, all of them. You know what? At some point. I kind of looking <laughs> at what we're spending. Yeah. Kind of focus on the fact that okay, this is life. We have one lap around the track to do what we really want to do, enjoy it, and you know, you might as well spend it on your friends and doing what you love. And uh, and, and at the end of it all, you're going to have very little or no no regret. And that's kind of way I like to like to look at it. Not Maybe really a trophy or two. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it don't pay a whole lot to win, does it? No, no, I was surprised, but uh, you know, for uh, getting second place in the the fiftieth anniversary of the one thousand, I got quite a large check. And I, I, when I opened it, I was like, "Wow, that's because I won the world championship in twenty sixteen, and then uh, we just did the the Baja one thousand fiftieth because I, we had other issues going on that year." But uh, I got quite a large check, and I was really surprised when I got it. And I was like, "Wow, okay, a little couple double, double digit check for riding a moto for one race, coming in second, not too bad." So, Good, yeah. You do Dakar? I, I thought I saw you. You did Dakar. I did the uh, ASO event, which is uh, the Merzuga Rally in oh, wow. uh, Morocco. I did that, and then I did another one in Morocco, which is Touareg Rally, back in I think fourteen. Super fun events. Uh, I have a rally bike on a team over in London called Desert, Desert Rose Racing. So uh, I'm going to go back on the other side probably in August to another event over there, just for the fun of it and have a good time in between. Racing how, how old a guy are you this year? What's that? How old a guy are you? 41. Oh, that's my age. <laughs> You're in better shape than me. But Leo. I'm trying, Ringo. I'm trying real hard. Um, <laughs> your, uh, your, your team that you, you put together, how did, are they friends? I mean, I know your sister's involved. Is it? Yeah. Uh, I, I read somewhere that you're a factory Husky racer or Husky support. Is that right? But you've been on KTMs? Yeah, yeah we got two 2019 501 Husky. 
uh, this year on the, the race support program, and uh, we stripped them down to the frame, the motor, and the swing arm, and that's all we kept on the bike. And uh, I got a professional mechanic, uh, Iris Mike, was uh, all the wrenching, all the building, and um, the, the leader of the team, manager, Stephen Boyd, has been a longtime friend. So uh, everybody's got heart in the game. Yeah. Uh, nobody's there just for a free ride or to party or drink tequila. Everybody's there to put the work in and, and get get some uh, get us to the finish line and podium. Very cool. So what's up uh, next for you? Are you doing the 250 that's coming up in uh, the end of March? Yep, we're doing suspension testing next week. Um, the bikes are getting finished up now at the new race shop in Henderson. And, uh, yeah, we'll be heading down to do some free running in about two weeks. Cool. And, um, yeah, we're really good. We're doing the whole series this year, and then we're going to get in the Vegas to Reno, uh, hopefully get first place in that again this year. Yeah, the San Felipe is really rough. It's known for the whoops and the rocks that come out of nowhere. Um, you have training some place where you can go ride and find lots of whoops? I do. I do. i got a couple places right out here in Gene where uh, B.J. Baldwin does his suspension testing for his trophy truck. And it's exactly like San Felipe, so I just go back and forth on that for hours <laughs> on end and beat the, cool. uh, beat the hell out of myself. And yeah, no other than that, I have you know three hundred miles there coming up in uh, April. <laughs> How do you finish overall when you do something like the two fifty? Do you are you right up there? I mean, it, I know that's a sprint for guys. They'll do two, three, four rider teams. Oh yeah, um, you know what? I'm I'm you know depending on which rate you know. Um, how the course is set up, I'm usually probably two or three hours off the, the top pro teams with, with, like I said, you know, the three to four riders. So I'm up there, but now I'm still good probably two hours behind them. I never get caught by the trophy truck, so I'm doing something right. <laughs> so you get to, you do get caught on the, on the thousand, I'm sure. And on the thousand, and yeah. We're almost out of time, but I want you to describe quickly, as you, if you can, what it's like to be, to, to have a, thousand horsepower trophy truck up your rear end because that's exciting i'm telling you that when that first happened to me it's scary i didn't want nothing to do with that yeah i've been in a lot of scary situations in my life but i that by far has to be the scary <laughs> when i'm going you know 80 to 100 in some some sections and you feel this pounding sensation of yes. ground pounding and then you hear the motor and you kind of barely move over and this thing goes by you sides are rumbling and it's shooting softball-sized boulders past your helmet. Yep. That's when you're like, oh, boy. Jeez, uh, sounds like fun to me. <laughs> it's exactly like that. Yeah, where, where do we sign up? That so the, is awesome. Yeah. The first year I, I had this, I did the 1,000, and I heard this. The, the, I didn't go, I was a late addition. They, I flew out, barely pre-ran anything. By the time the, guy, the bike got to me, it was junk. And they yeah. had this Stella. I didn't watch the video. Didn't know oh, it. And all I heard was this beep, 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 beep. And I'm like, yeah. what's that? And I remember him saying, move out of the way, but don't ah. pull over. And that was, yeah. it felt like a, an F-16 going past me. Mikey, we're going to yeah. come out and see you in Vegas. How about that? Yeah, let's go, man. Guys, uh, stay at my place. I got plenty of room. So, uh, Why don't you join us in KC, dude? It's going to be the border brawl or border war, if you will, between Missouri and everybody else. What's that? That's coming up. Yeah, it's wrestling. And then I think we have a couple of MMA bouts as well, but that's coming up in two weekends. How about that? Yeah, you guys don't hook me up. We'll all uh, go out to dinner and hang out. Done. When y'all are. Done. I caution him on inviting me out because, you know, I'm going to show up. You dang skippy. <laughs> Vegas is wonderful. Good riding out there. Mikey, thank you very much. Appreciate it, bud. Thank you. All right, I want to thank Sean Vice, Mike Alessi, and Mike the Viking Skirk is coming up hour number two. 
a very special interview surprise along with Tyler O'Hara, Dean Wilson, and each and every one of you. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned. Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age, you're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-backed training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals that you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you. 